everyone else is away except Sheila and I, so we're going to do something a little crazy today. So, you guys hear me okay? Yeah. So one of the um, hardest Sundays to actually preach is this Sunday, which is why everyone's away. Um, one of the reasons I think this Sunday is hard to preach is because, you know, Scripture tells us to give things in all things, to give things always. But one of the nice reminders about our culture, you know, as Christians, we're very good at critiquing everything wrong about the culture. But one of the nice things about the culture is this past week, they forced you to what? Give thanks, right? And we enjoy food with friends and family and all that. But um, the reason I think this is such a hard one is because people are in that thankful spirit, which is good. And this is a confession. We'll do confession later. I told the first service some of us grew up Catholic, and that's a bad word, but we'll work through it. Um, but this is a confession in that it's hard some years for me to transition from Thanksgiving to Advent, right? It's just hard for me to make that jump. And, and I've kind of been wrestling with, you know, how do we do this Advent service, right? And I was just like, I, I think there's... There's another way we can design the service, but I didn't know quite how. But I wanted us to kind of leave here with hope this morning, right? So as I started praying about it, I started realizing three things about hope. One is that hope is an idea, but it's an idea that God's always gifted his people. It's an idea from Adam. You know, after they get kicked out of the garden, God says, you know, that one day a son will come that will crush the serpent, Right? When you go to Abraham, a lot of us focus on how Abraham had great faith with Isaac. And the more I study that story, I realize if you go through the whole life of Abraham, that was the easy part. Right? We, we skip all this other stuff and we realize that at that point, Abraham and God were cool. Like Abraham knew God and trusted God. And I honestly believe in my own heart, it's not in the scriptures, but it's what I believe in my heart, is that Abraham believed that if Isaac had to go, he had to go, but God would provide another son. If God resurrected him, great. I don't think that was the point of faith for Abraham, to be honest. I think the real faith for Abraham is goes back to his call. You remember that? Right? It starts with a voice talking to him. Now, most of us, if somebody comes to us and says, a voice is talking to me, we'd be like, well, I got someone you need to talk to. Right? So it starts with a voice talking to him. It starts with not having a relationship with God. Right? Isaac happens years after relationship with God. He has no a voice is talking to him, no relationship with God, and the voice tells him to leave everything he knows. Everything. Your friends, your family, your culture, your city, everything. Right? And some of us can be like, well, that's kind of like my journey. I had the, you know, I, the road and I went and I let go. But Abraham left everything. And here's my favorite part about the story. And he, he asked, you know, God, so where we're going? And this is the greatest answer in scripture probably. To the land where I will show you. Right? To me, that takes great faith. So the Isaac thing, we put a lot of stress on, but I think Abraham at that point was like, okay, God, I trust you by now. You know? But that call is hard. And even Abraham had this idea of hope that one day someone in the line of Abraham would come to save the people. We had the same thing with Noah, right? A lot of things we do as Christians, too, we complain about how evil and bad the world is, right? Whenever someone says that, I'd be like, remember the days of Noah? Like, it was so bad, God was going to wipe out everything. But he found one, right? And in the story of Noah, we know they go in the ark and they go through one door and God closes the door. And I think that's intentionally what Jesus is talking about when he says, I am the door to which you go in and out and find salvation. And then you have David who wanted to build a palace and God says, no, you're a man of war, but I like that you like me, right? And there's a spiritual component of David. You know, we talk about David being a man's after God's own heart. And David was like, I'm living in a palace and my God is in a tent, Right? 
But there's also a fleshly component to it because in David's culture, like, the bigger your God, the bigger your temple was. I know we don't have that in our churches, right? Like, we don't have big churches, so how big our God is, right? But in his culture, the bigger your God, the bigger your tent. And I think part of it was David was like, um, God, Babylon got like 10 football fields. Why are you still in the tent, right? Like, let's be real. That's what David was asking. But God says, you know what, David? Your son's going to build me this temple. But you know what I'm going to promise you? Is that one of your great, 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 great grandkids is going to come and be this hope that we're talking about. The prophets had the same thing. And I also think as Christians, we have this uneasy, unhealthy relationship with Israel, right? What we need to realize is that Israel wasn't special. That's why God chose them. What we also need to realize about Israel is that God chose them for what? For the world. The height of Israel's relationship with God was when they created the temple. And remember what Jesus himself said when he looked at the temple? My house shall be a house of prayer for Israel. No, my house shall be a house of prayer for all the nations. God chose Israel for us all, but they all had a hope. So hope has always been this idea that God's given his people. But for us as Christians, hope is also a destination. It's our destiny. It's where we're going. It's what's coming. You know, Abraham didn't see it. Moses didn't see it. David didn't see it. Solomon didn't see it. Noah, Adam, and Eve. We see a little bit more of the picture. But I think what we do as Christians sometimes is we look forward so much that we lose our present and realize that God isn't just hope that's coming. God is hope for today. We realize that heaven isn't just coming. Heaven can be here right now. And I think Jesus complicates it, right? Because he says, you know what? My kingdom is coming, but it's also come, right? A lot of us look for heaven when all nations will come together, every nation, every tribe, every tongue, and that's great and that's beautiful. But Jesus also prayed and he said what? On earth as it is in heaven. So hope isn't just an idea. Hope isn't just a destination. What we find is that hope is a person, and that person is Jesus Christ, Amen. And we're not thinking about how we're going to work through this service. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we had um, one of our quarterly prayer services, which I can't speak enough about, right? We do these once every three months, and that's a goal. Right? It's getting to the end of the year. you got resolutions that you'll fail, but you can do this one. Um, we do it four times a year. Pledge to come to two of them. They are some of the greatest services I've ever been a part of in this church. They're such a blessing to my soul, and I guarantee you, you come one of these Mondays nights, you'll be blessed. Right? And in this service, I'm sitting there wrestling. It's like, how do we preach about this hope thing? And, and, and then we had this service, and I was just like, this is it. This is what we can do. We could pray our way towards hope. And I started thinking about how are we going to do that. And I remember one of the first ways I learned how to pray, I don't know if it was a Christian camp or Sunday school, but they had the old chart, and it had what? Acts. Right? If you grew up in a church, you probably know what I'm talking about, right? Acts, right? A, adoration. C, confession. T, thanksgiving. S, supplication. So as we're sitting in this service, I was just like, we're going to pray hope through acts, right? So that's what we're going to do this morning, all right? So we're going to start off with adoration. And what I want to focus on here as we pray together is praising God for who he is, right? In my family, you know, we are Liberian we were basically freed slaves in the 1700s, and a lot of people didn't think it was a good idea to have free black slaves running around. And they said, go back to Africa, and we said, okay. Right? And we went back, right? But we also came back here. And so in my family, I have this weird thing where we're like, we're Southern, 
right? Because, I mean, we're from a town called 96 South Carolina. Like, we're Southern, so we're very African-American, but we also have, like, Liberian traditions. But the older I got, what I realized about my family is we just make stuff up, right? And the, the one thing I realized about tradition, though, is, like, I critique my family all the time, but the other thing I realized is that Tradition, everyone makes stuff up. That's what tradition is. You make stuff up, right? But one of the things in my family I realized is every Thanksgiving, from the time I was nine until I went to college, we never just had Thanksgiving with our family, right? That was a tradition. We never, there was always a guest, right? And it was a reminder, not just we're thankful to God for who he is, but it was a reminder that we should be sharing our lives with other people. We always had a guest, and it was beautiful. And again, that's very spiritual and awesome. But you know what the fleshly part about it is? My brother and I would sit there and be like, this poor soul does not know what they're getting into, right? And they'd come and they'd sit around the table, and, and I was actually reminded of all this this week because we had about 40 of us gathered in Virginia, and my uncle makes up stuff. He gets on the mic, and we're just like, this is going to be awful. And this year was good, because we realized that a lot of us didn't even know how we're related to each other, so he made us do it. The problem with my family is they let you get all the food first, put the food in front of you, and then talk. It's like torture, right? It's terrible. But what I realized is we went around the table sharing about all the good things God's done for us this year. My focus shifted to what God has done to who God is. My thankfulness shifted from what God has done for all these people to what God does for his people. So when we think about adoration this morning, I want us to praise God for who he is. And I'm going to get the wheels turning for you by reading some scripture. So I'm going to ask Andrea to put up Psalm 62. All right, I'm going to read this scripture, and then what you're going to do is you're going to pray quietly and just thank God, not for what he's done, but just who he is. You're going to pray to yourself just thanking God for who he is. And then if you feel compelled... We're going to do something called one-word prayers. I'm going to say it out loud, right? But what I want you to say is, Lord, God, Lord, I love you, you are. And share one thing about who God is, right? So you can be like, Lord, I love you, you are love, right? So we're going to do the one-word prayer. So I'm going to read the scripture first to get kind of the wheels turning, and then I'll ask you to pray. And whenever you're compelled, just call it out. Psalm 62, 5 to 8. Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress, I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. Let's just pray together, praising God for who he is. And then when the Spirit moves you, say, Lord, I love you, you are. Let's pray together.
Lord, we love you. You are ours. Amen. Next part is confession, right? And I said some of us have Catholic school training, so this is a bad word, right? But we're going to kind of reclaim a little bit of it today. And I think that for most of us as Christians, we do confession well at the point of salvation. But for most of us as Christians, confession is something we only turn to when we have to or something we get embarrassed about. And this reminded me of one time my brother and I, I know you guys never did this, you were holier than we were, but we had a fight. And the result of this fight was we decided we're going to split the house in half, right? Which is a really good idea until you got to use the bathroom. And then the other one's got the kitchen. So then you start making these compromises, right? And when I thought about confession, I realized that for some of us, we get so embarrassed to tell God what he already knows. We get so embarrassed that we only confess when we have to. We get so embarrassed and we're so tired and we're, we're trying to hide out from him. But the Bible tells us that when we confess, we are forgiven. The Bible tells us that he will take our sins as far as the east is from the west. We don't have to just come to him when we have to. We have to come to him always. All right? So we're going to have a little confession. Before that, I want to read you a song. This is one of my favorite songs um, that's probably been released in the last three or four years. Um, we're going to have the words on the screen. It's by an um, uh, artist out of Nashville named Matt Marr, and it's Lord, I Need You. I'm going to read the words of the song because I, again, want to get the wheels turning. And after I read the words of the song, I want you to just bear your soul before God. I want you to take that time to confess whatever you need to confess. And for some of us, you know, we can confess and put it out there and we're good. But for some of us, it seems like we're throwing the spaghetti on the world and it's not sticking and we're not sure if God really hears us. Some of us need to make it more tangible. So one of the things I advise the first service, if you want to do it this way, I know it helps me, is get out a piece of paper, you know, like make sure your neighbor's not looking, right? But write it down, whatever you want to write down that piece of paper. And when you're done confessing, rip it up, right? But it's the digital age. If you want to pull out your cell phone, type it into your cell phone. And when you're done, erase it. Because for some of us, praying is enough. For some of us, we need to physically see that sin being taken away. Amen? Matt Moore, Lord, I need you. Lord, I come, I confess. Bowing here, I find my rest. Without you, I fall apart. You're the one that guides my heart. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour, I need you. My one defense, my righteousness. Oh, God, how I need you. Where sin runs deep, your grace is more. Where grace is found is where you are. And where you are, Lord, I am free. Holiness is Christ in me. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour, I need you. My one defense, my righteousness. Oh, God, how I need you. Teach my song to rise to you when temptation comes my way. And when I cannot stand, I'll fall on you. Jesus, you're my hope and stay. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour, I need you. My one defense, my righteousness. Oh, God, how I need you. You're my one defense, my righteousness, O oh God, how I need you. My one defense, my righteousness, O oh God, how I need you. Take a moment and do work with God right now. Confess whatever you need to confess. And when you're done confessing, I want you to say out loud this phrase, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Let's pray together.
Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. Amen. Now it comes to Thanksgiving. I'm actually going to need two volunteers. I think I have two more. Levi, you're one. Chloe, you're sitting next to your brother. Come on. We got recruited. Um, so, one of the most helpful comments we get from time to time. You want to take this one? She'll take that one. One of the most helpful comments. You're going to be in the aisle. One of the most helpful comments we get from time to time, and we do get helpful comments, is that we don't do a good enough job of sharing the stories of the church. You know, as pastors, we get a chance to hear some of the incredible things God's doing and, and how God's revealing himself. So we've given thanks for who God is, right? Now we want to take time to give thanks to what God has done in your life or what God's doing right now. But because this is a family affair, we want to hear from as many people as possible, we have some ground rules. My beautiful volunteers are the mic coordinators. You do not take the mic from them. Two, we ask that you take a minute max, right? We want to hear from as many different people as possible, right? So what we want to do now is share some of how God is moving, how God is working. What has God done for you that you're thankful for? Share it with your brothers and sisters, all right? So we're going to take time to do that now. If you're ready, just put your hand up, and they'll find you and give you a mic. Well, I'm a single guy. I may not have, have everybody coming over, but I know God at least watches out for me that way. I think he's helped me be creative this year. I've managed to do a lot of writing, and, and he's given me a good editor. And uh, he's also protected me on my bicycle, which I could have get, got hit any time I ride it. And to also say that the fact that I'm here is also a miracle, because there's been plenty of times I could have been dead, and I am not. So I appreciated that, too. He's given me this church here, which, which any time I get lonely on Sunday, I can come over here and hear, hear what the preacher has to say. And he's blessed this church with, with preachers who do know how to good, do a good sermon. That's why I come. If it, a lot of them have watered-down sermons that I haven't heard that here. So that's also a miracle. And that's not just, don't let that go to your head, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but Try. Amen. Try. After 62 years, they finally diagnosed me with a congenital lung disease, and I praise the Lord that um, the medicine that they have now have discovered in the last 15 years has benefited me, and he is healing my body through it. I thank, I thank the Lord for using Pastor Hank this morning to minister to our hearts. And I also thank him for his daily presence and his faithfulness in my life. I want to thank, um, we, let me start over. We had a Bible study a couple weeks ago. And I, at the end of it, everyone decided to pray for me because I had these headaches that wouldn't go away. Um, and they were from an accident I had. And they prayed for me. I don't have a headache. 
Amen. I still don't have a headache, so. Amen. Amen. behind you. <laughs> I'm not allowed to hold it. Um, <laughs> Levi, Levi. Four months ago, my sister-in-law was diagnosed with uh, stage three ovarian cancer, and um, the, there were a lot of tumors and a lot of cancer, and um, now she's cancer-free. Uh, thanks God, thank God, and uh, thanks to his provision through incredible surgeons and medicine and everything. God's good. And um, he listens and answers to prayer. I just thank God for just being so faithful and just basically on what this young man said in Joyce, that he's just so faithful and answers prayer. And I thank him also for a healing in my life of cancer many years ago. And, and I just thank him for being so good. And, and prayer is just so powerful. Uh, I thank God for um, my granddaughter. Some of you may have remembered me coming. She was in a wheelchair. She was hurt from an injury from gymnastics. And I thank God for the last two months, she has been walking yes. without, without crutches. With, so she's walking. She's not running or jumping yet, but she is walking. And I thank God for that. And I thank God for keeping me well during those times to help take care of her. I want to praise God for the 23 years of being here at this church, mm -hmm. the growth that he has done in me, the people that have surrounded me. It's amazing. Amen. Amen. It's a miracle that I'm sitting here. Um, I come from a family of eight kids, and I'm the only one that's actively serving God. Um, so I praise God for that. I praise God for all the love in this church. Amen. That there was a time where I stepped aside because I had a lot on my plate. But I had lovingly sisters that came back and got me. And I never left go of God at that time. But I just needed time for me. So I praise God for it. I, I thank God that he um, faithfully walks with us through different difficulties, even when there's not an obvious um, miracle that we can point to. It, sometimes it's a, this long journey with us, and even in those times that he's uh, really faithful and, and working in our lives in different ways. So I'm, I appreciate that in my own life and those that I walk with. Amen. I thank God for my dad. He's healed. His back is healed. And I just thank him for healing him from the car accident he was in. And I just thank, keep him. I pray that God would just work on my mom and dad. Yeah. They, need, they need God in their life. But I know God healed them. I know he's going to deliver them. Amen. So I've been thankful for that. Amen. So we'll go one here and then two back there, I think. Bart, and we'll go here and then we'll go back to Becky. I thank God for oh, everything. Right. I thank God for his love, his mercy, his grace. I thank God for his healing virtues. So many people that we pray for, for answering yeah. prayer, 
have been healed. I know I've been healed from cancer twice. Uh, my sister-in-law was in a very terrible accident, and God put her bones back together, and she's walking, and she's smiling, and, and everything is good now, whereas a few months ago, she was like almost at death's door. So God is still a healer and still proving that. So I thank him for everything, just just everything. I thank God for taking my sister to heaven out of pain, and mm. I thank God for a special lady in my life, Charlotte. Mm. Amen. Amen. Oh, yeah, you I'm, not, I'm not doing that right now. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Becky. Um, okay. We'll go right. Becky then right here. Um, I'm thankful for the privilege of being part of this church family and for uh, each of you. And this fall, I'm thankful specifically for healing for my father. Um, he, in September, he and my mom were on vacation in Victoria, which is very close to Seattle. And he got um, acute gallbladder um, cholecystitis, I think it's called. And um, he has some chronic health conditions. And he, he was in very um, serious condition, and he developed sepsis. Um, so I actually was able to fly there, and I really felt the prayers of everyone through the process. And I thank God for his provision. Um, one of the things that happened is on the last leg of the trip, um, the singer Rafi, I don't know if any of you are familiar with him, he's a children's singer from Canada, and my kids listened to his CDs. And he happened to be on the plane and after 10 hours of flying, he was just such a, a welcoming, he was just just a very calming and welcoming and just a lovely presence. And I felt like that was a part of God's provision. Mm. My, my father had gallbladder, his gallbladder removed. Um, he was well enough to do that about two weeks ago. And um, he's recovering. And so I, I thank all of you who prayed for him on the prayer chain. And please continue to pray for him as he, we're just uh, praying for a full recovery. Amen. So thank you very much. All right, we'll do our last one here. Um, I just wanted to say I, I'm so thankful to Jack and his kindness and the, uh, Pastor Woody and Hank and the entire congregation here. I'm so grateful for that. I recently um, had another sleep study test done and doctors came back and said, well, you still got sleep apnea. I said, well, I've lost weight. Hopefully it'll be less. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, it was. Um, but now I'm, I have a, a brand new machine and it works just awesome. I'm so grateful and thankful to the Lord for that Amen. because I stopped breathing at night. I can't do it any other time, but I can, I can shut up and stop breathing at night, <laughs> which I'm sure my husband is grateful for to, <laughs> to some degree because I shut up. Oh, thank you. I think it's amazing all the things God's doing. Hopefully your heart was not only touched, but you're reminded of how good our God is. Amen. Um, to kind of wrap up this Thanksgiving part, I want to read another lyrics to another song. It's actually one of my friends, one of my childhood friends I grew up with, who I always forget how big time she is, but she um, released an album about a year or so ago called Inheritance, and it was a bunch of old hymns that she redid, and I got introduced to this hymn, and I love this hymn, and it's called, 
how can I keep from singing? I think it's a great reminder of what it means to have the spirit of thankfulness. My life flows on in endless song, above earth's lamentation. I hear the sweet though far off hymn that hails a new creation. Through all the tumult and the strife, I hear the music ringing. It finds an echo in my soul. How can I keep from singing? What though my joys and comforts die, I know my Savior liveth. What though the darkness gather round, songs in the night he giveth. No storm can shake my inmost calm, while to that refuge clinging. Since Christ is Lord of heaven and earth, how can I keep from singing? I lift my eyes, the cloud grows thin. I see the blue above it. And day by day this pathway smooths, since first I learned to love it. The peace of Christ makes fresh my heart, a fountain ever springing. For all things are mine since I am his, how can I keep from singing? No storm can shake my inmost calm, while to that refuge clinging. Since Christ is Lord of heaven and earth, how can I keep from singing? Amen. Last thing we're going to do, we have a little bit of time here, is the supplication part. And I think when I was a kid and I learned this, right, I'm like, yeah, we adore God, that's good. We confess to God, that's good. We're thankful to God, that's good. Now we have to ask him for stuff, right? And, and one of the things that God's really convicted me about is, you know, we believe this Christianity thing is a relationship, right? But a lot of times our prayer life doesn't mirror the relationships we really care about. You know, I love Shell. But if the only time I talked to Shell was when I wanted stuff, it wouldn't be much of a relationship. If the only time I was grateful for Shell is, is when she did stuff for me, it wouldn't be much of a relationship. If the only time I talked to Shell is when I thought about her, it wouldn't be much of a relationship. Yet if we're honest, for many of us, that's our prayer life. But prayer has to be a conversation. And prayer can't ever just be me asking for stuff, right? So what we want to do now is we're going to do this supplication thing a little bit different. We're going to ask God for stuff, yes, but you're not going to do it for you. You're going to do it for the person you're sitting next to. If you want to gather in groups of two or three, and what you're going to do is you're going to ask them one question, how can I pray for you this week? And then you're going to pray for them. And then they're going to pray for you. And then we're going to wrap up. But before we do that, to kind of get the, 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 the brain flowing again, I want to share another scripture before you pray for that person next to you and they pray for you. This is um, one of the greatest prayers, I think, in all of scripture. Paul gifted to the Ephesians, and the Spirit gives it to us this morning. In Ephesians 3, is verses 16 to 21, Paul writes, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray for each other. How can I pray for you this week? But let's not just pray for the needs that we verbalize. Let's pray for the deeper things that we need. Let's pray for strength for our inner being. Let's pray that Christ may dwell in our hearts, that we may be rooted in love, that we may know God's deep, deep love, that we may be filled with God's fullness and God's spirit, that we may trust in God. Let's pray for each other.
like to invite you guys to keep praying, um, but also praying throughout the week. But I do want to give Randy and Marilyn a chance to have our closing hymn. Um, the intercessors can come up for prayer for anything if you need. But if you want to get up and sing with us, that's great. If you want to keep praying, please keep praying as we sing this closing hymn, and I'll wrap it up. Wonderful Christmas hymn that's usually done as a solo, but we're going to do it as a congregational hymn. This hymn was written by a wine steward in France who was not known for his church work. And um, he eventually turned to communism and the Catholic Church actually banned this hymn for quite some time. So let's stand and sing, O Holy Night.
Father, our God, we adore you, for Christ is indeed our hope. Our God, we confess our sins, but we also confess that Christ is indeed our hope, who is our Lord. Our God, we're thankful, for Christ is indeed our hope. And our God, we pray for not only the things that we need or want, but pray for our sisters and brothers, for Christ is indeed our hope. Christ, be our hope in word. Be our hope in deed. Be our hope in our spirit. Be our hope in our hearts. Be our hope in our everyday scenes. And help us to be hope for this world as we're empowered by your spirit. Christ is our hope. Amen. God be with you all.